Hello everyone and welcome to another episode, episode 34 of Me, Myself and 40K with your host, myself, Inquisitor Archer, known on the internet. I do apologise that this is long coming, but obviously I can explain that more in the updates in the next section. So, as usual, we are here to talk about all things Warhammer 40k. So the tabletop miniature strategy battle game and obviously everything including with that. So as you can tell by the title, it is exactly what it is. It is This Is My Last Gun. There are many like it, but this one is mine. It is about the Imperial Guard this episode. So more about that going through. So thank you very much for being patient with this episode coming out and I'll hope you enjoy. So, welcome everyone to the 34th episode. Oh, God. And I know it's been a while. So, yeah, it's been over about two months now since I put one of these out. I've just been really busy. I've been on a course. So, that's been going. It's still going on. So, when this comes out, I'm, I will still be on that course. So, yeah. Apart from that, there's a lots of things that have come out in the last sort of few months, hasn't it? About Hero Guard and all kinds of stuff. So, we'll get straight into it. So, obviously... These are the updates that I'm going through now, which obviously are new. Obviously, if you listen to it, they might be a week or so behind, or whether you listen to it, they could be months behind. Anyway, first things we need to all talk about is all the guard stuff. Imperial Guard or the Astro Militarum are getting all their new stuff. And actually, it should be, their codex should be coming out. When this releases, it should all be out, already be out, actually. I hear good stuff from the sort of releases and things. A few things that I want to just quickly mention, which obviously I wanted to for a while, is obviously all the new miniatures that are coming out. So we've obviously got like the new Lord, uh, I can't remember his name, Lord Solar is now on his, on his mechanical horse, which is kind of weird, because I kind of looked at it first. And I thought that horse looked really weird. And then I looked at it close and it actually said like, oh, it, and, and on his cyber horse, I was like, yeah, that makes sense now. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. Including horses, new Refrider models, look awesome i remember the old Rider models like the third edition ones where they're kind of like little squat little men with with their lances on the horses the horses looked fine but then the riders look i don't know how i can say it but like they just look very mongolian like and with the big hats the big sort of furry hats with the spike on top and they, they just look i think they still are cool i think they still great but yeah so the so the new rough riders the attilian rough riders they look amazing. I mean, with their like their, I don't understand like their like their frag lances or their that melter lances. I mean, so the way I see it is like it's like a one use, but I mean, I guess you can use them several times. Like, I don't know, but they look really nice the way they get their armored and also the horses. I'm really sort of obviously you know I like horses a lot. I used to ride horses and etc. But when they do a horse right, then that's like yeah, it's like almost like a thumbs up for me. And these ones look really good. How like they've got like armored like sort of face helmets they've got like armored front they've got like that their chest is armored and the front legs are armored and they've got like a, a big sort of coat that covers like the front and the sort of like the sides so obviously protecting themselves from like i don't know like flak or you know stray shots and things which i think is really nice and then the riders obviously they've got all their gear and stuff they've got all like their they've all got like their, their, their holsters and their straps with all their ammunition on and they've got packs and like bed rolling and all kinds of stuff and canteens and basically everything that you need so they look amazing also kazakin I've heard good things about these. I don't know if it's true or not, but they seem to be rather, rather overpowered. I haven't heard a lot, but obviously, well, I remember the old Kazakin and 
they looked amazing. I thought they were really cool. In third edition, third or fourth edition might have been, I don't know. But these new ones look really good with all the extra things like the radio and then you've got, you've got the sergeant, you've got the different sort of special weapons teams. You've got like a, a guy with like, obviously he's like a demolition expert or, you know, like a bomb disposer or he's got like a padded like jacket. So it's like, like it's almost like a ballistic sort of jacket at the front that protects like his, like his groin and like his chest. And he's got like a different helmet, like a more armored helmet as it were and that they look they look really good uh one i need another one model i need to go over which isn't astro militarum but i have to do it anyway is the goth rocker goth rocker look amazing you have to if nobody hasn't seen it yet you have to just search the goth rocker it is basically as it says it is an orc who's a goth who's a rocker he has a guitar he has an amp squig which i don't know how that works he's got his hat and yeah, he just looks amazing. And he's got, he's got, a, he's using, he's using a, almost like a converted stick grenade or stick bomb, as orcs call them, uh, as a, as a microphone. It looks amazing. And I've seen some conversions already of it and paint jobs on it. Some look good, some not so good. But yeah, if, if you're going to get any sort of model, you know, this Christmas, get the goth rocker because he just looks amazing. He just looks so, so good. I wonder how he looks though, because obviously he is a goth rocker. I wonder how he looks like in different clans instead. If you could convert him to make him look a little bit different. Because obviously, you know, I collect de- I used to collect Death Skulls orcs, but I'd like to see him in like a Evil Suns or a Bad Moon sort of colour scheme. That'd be kind of cool. I'm sure we'll see some as they come out. But a big reveal, big reveal, sort of in the last few days, more well, since I recorded this, are two things. One, we'll get out of the way because it's a big one. It's Vashtor or Vashtar or Vashtar, whatever he is basically a machine demigod now i'm kind of torn between this because i know that they're bringing out these arcs of omen and all this crap that's going on i, d- I don't really care about that I, it's it's more stuff to buy which i'm really not bothered about i'll just i'll just kind of like wait for it to blow over and just you know get get the end results and just you know carry on but the fact is that albert under the spoiler because you know he can't do shit for himself. He has to have friends and he has to obviously make friends with a demigod who's a machine slash demons thing. Now, the model I think looks a bit crazy. And I say that in that in that way because it is weird and crazy. I don't know. It just looks weird. And bringing another big hitter for the chaos. I mean, haven't chaos really had enough? They've had their chaos new codex, which is great. They've had seven new upgrade mi- miniatures, like, you know, the new sort of, like, sprues for, like, the normal chaos the marines, and they've had all kinds of new things come up for them. They've been in Bellacore, obviously now Chaos Demons as well, so Bellacore and all the Chaos Demons that they can all, you know, push together in different ways. And obviously soon coming out, obviously in the early next year, probably January, February, sort of time, March maybe, so we're going to get the, the supplement for the World Eaters, which is going to be great. They look amazing. Uh, which we'll come back to in a sec. But Vashtar or Vashtor in the court. It just sounds like a, a name for one of sort of Ramstein's like Ramstein sort of songs. As I was saying. Vashtor. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I think it looks a cool model, but I think it looks weird. It, yeah, that's basically my view on it. Yeah. And he looks like, yeah, it just looks weird. He looks, I'm trying to think what he looks like. He's got these like the glass, he's got like those lens eyes, like machine eyes. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how he looks like. It must be it must be something off like Star Wars or something. I don't know, but he looks looks weird. Anyway, get to the fun part. So the World Eaters are going to get their supplements, like I said early, like I just said early next year, which I find really cool. And also, I know one of my fellow Warhammerists, 
does collect world eaters and i think he's gonna be very pleased when obviously like you know agron comes out you know another demon prime arc because you know we haven't got enough of them already and there's a few so obviously we've seen like the the name sort of lord juggernaut guy i can't remember his name it's like vash vashor or vasharis or something like that but they're also i'm presuming that kit that makes the name character can be also can be made into just a lord on juggernaut so the juggernaut's like the big sort of like looks like a the way I say it, it looks like a rhino basically a me- mechanized rhino but it looks like that, that kit can be made to be that named model and also you could just make it as a lord on juggernaut which is kind of cool so you can have a generic lord instead and then we've got these other dudes that are coming out as well and these look amazing the the sculpts on look fantastic they're called the eight bound so obviously eight is the number for agron or the world eaters and these these just look they look so tanky they look they look huge i mean they've got like stripped back armor it's like on one arm they've got like no armor they're just like bulging muscles and all of them have got what they're called the nails like the butcher's nails they look so cool and also like the just the weapons they have like chain axes and like big chain swords and stuff like that it, this looks crazy and also they you get i think you, they come in threes but then you can get another three which can be like upgraded version like they become a bit more demonic and they've got like their armors like got like teeth they've got like claws and they're more mutated and also, like, they've got, like, clawed feet, and they've got, like, claws coming out of their armor and stuff like that, and, like, spikes coming out of their armor. They look amazing. They look fair play. And, oh, yeah, they've got, like, ch- they've got, like chain. They've got, like, chain fists coming out of their own fists. And, or, like, I've seen one with, like, it's got, like, a circular saw in between his hands. So he's got, like, his hand with claws. And then, like, in between, the, like, the four fingers, he's got, like, a circular saw. I was like, how does that work? How, I mean... You're going to be pretty screwed if you're trying to use that as a hand. Like, oh, let me just pick up this, you know, this hot dog. Oh, oh, I can't eat it now. It's in two pieces. <laughs> anyway, they, they they look amazing. And then obviously a sort of a heads too. So like a, they get their own, they get their own cultists called the jackals, which I find they sound pretty cool. Jackals, jackals. And they're basically just combat cultists basically they get like they have like most of them if i believe either as a chain sword or a chain axe or both and i think like the leader has like a chain fist and yeah they just look great i think they look pretty cool i wouldn't mind just getting some just for the hell of it you know so obviously they're just cultists which are just melee based just melee bound and i'm sure obviously with their weapons they're gonna probably get like one two pluses to uh, to attacks and stuff like that it's gonna be cultists so they're gonna be like cannon fodder cultists, but they're gonna if they get into combat, they're gonna have loads and loads of attacks, which is gonna be well, you know, world eater cultists or whatever. One more, I do apologize. I'm looking down my list here. There is one horrible update which we all have to, which obviously Games Workshop hasn't, or Warhammer hasn't decided to put in their lovely posts of all the new updates and things. They might have done, but I don't think they have. But I am aware this this might just be, but I'm I'm sure it is it is gonna happen is i believe that there is actually a markup on prices and i believe i believe i don't know if it's true i believe it's with five percent so i don't know how that or when that's gonna happen but it seems to be i might just be bullshit i might just be like might just be nothing but i've been told by friends that has their own game shop not not a warhammer shop but they just sell warhammer stuff and they said in a post that oh prices are being marked up soon and I'm sure they said it was like five, five point eight percent. They're expensive enough. They just recently had an up price rise, didn't they? In the last sort of few months or so. Come on, come on, Warhammer. Come on, Games Workshop. What are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, enough of that. And we'll go to the next section. 
Right, everyone, it's the story time section where obviously I read you a story. I write short stories of 40K. It's a little bit strange because obviously I haven't done one for a while. And I had a great idea for this one, obviously for the Imperial Guard, being it's on a Katachan death world planet. So it's it's from the perspective of a, a veteran sergeant from the Katachan, a Katachan regiment, and he's stalking some orcs. It is called the Jungle Can Be Neutral. So that's a reference to maybe some people might know that, what, what, what book I'm referencing to there. So we'll get to it and we'll go from there. Sergeant Cold Eye Jack looked out from his hidden position from the undergrowth of a large vine-sharp bramble. The only thing that moved was his glaring eyes, which slowly scanned his environment, observing everything, taking every detail in that could be useful. He watched and observed the Orc Warband for some time. He and his squad had been tracking the warband through the jungle for several days. Now the barbarian Xenos had made camp finally. The Katachan forces, which Sergeant Jack and his squad of seasoned jungle fighters was part of, had been making progress with successful guerrilla-style engagements with the large orc force in the jungle. But it hadn't stopped the savage Xenos forces pillaging and destroying several settlements on the way on their warring rampage. Now, Jack and his small force had finally caught up with the remaining forces of the orcs that had fled into the jungles. He had been pursuing them relentlessly, and with one order and one order alone, destroy all remaining Xenos, no matter what. Sergeant Jack's mind was already thinking of several strategic plans to take out the remaining orcs. It came to him quickly what he would do, and one side of his stern lips slightly moved into a grin before he silently moved away from his hiding spot, blending into the jungle. Cart Git Crumper took a big swig from his bottle of fungus beer, which dripped out his contents of bubbly brown liquid over his chin that he wiped off with his backhand. He looked out from the orc camp into the night of the dark, noisy jungle, but got bored and quickly stomped back to the makeshift orc camp. The orcs were busy. Light was made from barrels of Praetheum, which the orcs had looted from the human settlements scattered through the jungle. Otherwise, the camp would have been in total dark. Most of the orcs in the camp were resting or eating and drinking, or all. But there was also entertainment, as the orc boys had to have some, otherwise they would make their own, and normally that would end up in a bloody brawl. Few orcs had made a small crude fighting pit in the center of in the center of the camp, big enough for some of the smaller orcoid subspecies, the Gretchen or Grot, as they were commonly called, and other of the orc beasts that they had as pets. One Grot had been thrown in the pit and was frantically jumping around around the way its opponent, a large squig. These were normally kept as pets and was normally the substantial food source for the orcs. They were big red balls of teeth and angry attitudes, bounced around on their two stubby legs and normally just tried to eat anything that was smaller than itself. Car stopped to catch the entertainment of the grot and the angry squig, chuckled when the squig snapped and managed to bite off part of the grot ear clean off. The other orcs were gathering around the pit of the entertainment had made makeshift seating or stood around the pit, pit edges and were keen spectators laughing and shouting insults of misfortune to the grot in the pit. Carr could see a, a few bets being placed by several orcs that were chucking small bags of teeth, the orc currency, into a box on one side of the pit. One big orc watching over the betting box with a mean glare and a power claw in one hand for any unwanted thieving git's hands that could be relieved of their owner. At this point, there was a big ruckus from the fighting pit observers as a squig had finally managed to get its unfortunate prey. There was laughing, howling, and then a huge boom. 
The explosion had come far away part of the camp, and instantly after the first, there was a second boom, third, and a fourth that seemed to get progressively closer. At this point, all the orcs were up and grabbing their weapons, but still looking very confused at what was attacking them and from where. Carr had drawn his chopper and had been looking around in their directions like the rest of the orcs. When he saw the movement in the corner of his eye, in the darkness from the jungle, Sergeant Cold-Eye Jack noticed that one of the orcs must have noticed his squad's movements as they made their way closer to the camp and decided to push forward with the ambush before his forces' positions were further compromised if the orcs started to investigate. Sergeant Jack raised his bolt gun, took a second to aim and pulled the trigger while training it on the orc. The back of the orc's head exploded with the bullet had entered the eye. The explosion of the bolt gun's bullet was like that of a small grenade going off on the unfortunate victim. The intended purpose was, was obviously to make the bullet wound severely worse, which was needed to kill orcs, as they were notoriously tough and hard to kill. Jack was already up from cover, and he was sprinting towards the orc camp before the orc body had hit the floor. The rest of his squad had followed suit and were breaking cover and moving up like him, while a few others were laying down some covering fire with their last guns. As Jack got into the camp, he drew his trusty Devil's Claw, a three and a half foot combat blade that was used by the Catachan regiments along with other of the iconic combat blades and knives. Sergeant Jack preferred to use the large size of the Devil Claw, and the fact that these blades had a reputation, even amongst the Orcs, as being known as the Cutter, which gave him even more of a reason to use the vicious blade. He leaned his bolt gun against the forearm holding his blade to steady his aim, and got off several more shots that downed another Orc that had noticed him. At this point, the rest of the force had started reaching the Orc campment, and a close quarters fighting started ensuing. When the Orcs had finally understood what was going on, Sergeant Jack saw a few of the orcs had rallied and were running his way, pulled up his bolt gun once more and rapid fired into the mass of orc bodies heading his direction. One or took several bullets before falling with several chunks missing from his body. Another took a glancing shot to the shoulder and even if his arm was almost hanging off, it kept coming, roaring, raising its crude axe-like weapon. Jack stepped aside as the axe came down. He then hacked at the orc's arm and severed it at the wrist, making its weapon clang to the floor. The beast let out a howl in pain before Jack silenced it by slashing it in the throat. In seconds, it dropped to the floor. He was then confronted by a larger orc form. Its large muscular arms bulged as it lumbered over towards him. It stood or hunched a good foot over other orcs, and its skin was a dark green. As it stomped its way forward, it brought one of its arms up. It had a bionic attachment on the end of its arm that ended in a pair of big bladed claws. Sergeant Jack knew very well from experience that this larger monstrosity was an orc leader, or to the orcs, as a boss or a knob. These individuals would be lead large mobs of boys into battle, and they were very aggressive, and they were normally armed with big savage weapons, as this one was with a power claw. Jack saw the orc boss point one of its claws at him and bellowed something which he could only guess as a challenge. Sergeant Cold-Eye Jack was a veteran and he had killed his fair share of orcs and other Xenos aliens, but this one was the biggest he'd ever fought. The big orc bellowed again and started charging at him. He managed to quickly bring his bolt gun and get off a few shots before needing to jump aside from the orc's charge. The rounds that had either glanced off the orc's thick, thick armour or the ones that had taken had not even bothered it slightly. Jack had landed on the floor and had managed to prop himself up while taking aim at the orc's head, but only heard the unfortunate and stomach-dropping sound of clicks of an empty magazine clip. The orc had stopped short with a bolt gun pointed at his face, but it also recognised 
its foe had run out of ammunition and so began lumbering over with its large strides. With practiced precision, Sergeant Jack quickly jumped to his feet, all the while releasing the, the empty magazine and drawing a new one from his webbing pouch before slamming it into receiver. He only had to chamber the first round, but as he was going through the train motions, he heard the lumbering beast and instinct, instinctively looked up to see where his enemy was before getting whacked by the side of a huge orc power claw and was knocked off his feet and flew backwards out of the camp into the jungle. He tumbled twice over before stopping by the large thick trunk of a plant, his back smacking into it, shaking the huge plant in the process. As he glanced up the plant he was slouched under, he recognised that the plant was, he was under was actually one of the dangerous carnivorous plants of the jungle. Its trunk developed into a fungal-like growth on top of the trunk and he recognised it as a sucker tree. To the untrained eye, it would look just like a long fungal plant, but to a Catachine veteran like Sergeant Jack, he knew that it was when he saw it, and he could see the trunk of the plant slowly moving and bending towards the jungle floor. You see, the sucker tree could bend its trunk over and to use its sucker on the end of its fungal-like stalks to grab a stick to unfortunate head of an animal, or in many cases, humans, and then quickly drain the life fluids of its victims before flinging the corpse away to get rid of any suspicious evidence to future victims. Sergeant Jack had been disarmed when the huge orc had smashed into him, and he could see the big brute now stomping over to him. He had very little chance of winning a one-on-one -on -one fight with an orc, so the plan that he had formulated this very second had to be timed very well. He kept his eyes focused on the orc boss as it made its way over to him to finish him off. The big orc brute looked confident, seeing his opponent had no visible weapons to fight him. He stomped over, displaying a big grin, showing all his pointed teeth. He stopped a few feet away from Jack before swinging his huge power claw to deliver a killing blow. Jack was anticipating this action and managed to dodge out the way of the claw, which would have easily killed him in one blow. He rolled to the side and sprang up to his feet once again. The orc had stepped forward to the position where he had been. Jack crouched low like an animal, watched his prey slowly circling it. The orc lumbered around to face him and to watch him with his small red beady eyes. The orc was eyeing him up before snorting, making a bellowing roar as the savage Xenos always did before attacking and started forward towards Jack. In that instant, Jack's plan came to fruition. The top of the fungal tree came down on top of the huge orc's head, sticking to half its cranium and face before a disgusting slurping sound came from the carnivorous plant and its victim's head. Sergeant Jack saw within less than a minute the huge orc was no more than a saggy skin sack which then, as quickly as the sucker tree had come down on the orc's head, the trunk then quickly snapped upwards, throwing the remains of the orc body into the dark sky of the jungle night. After a few moments he heard the body come down through the jungle canopy some distance off into the jungle. Jack thought for a moment while he was looking at the carnivorous plant and the horrible scene he had just witnessed and thought to himself, the jungle could be neutral if it wanted to be. All right, everyone, it's now the chat along, and this time we have a guest, friend, and partner in crime of our Warhammer, as it were, is uh, Glenn. He is, I've known him for, I don't know how long we know each other now. Because uh, on nine months, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And we're going, at the moment, we're going through a campaign, My Sisters versus Your Imperial Guard, which we're here to talk about today. So welcome, and thank you for actually being on the podcast. Because, I mean, I find it very difficult to find guests who actually no. want to talk. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And, and likewise, I am strongly approve of the Imperial Guard versus Astra Militarum label. 
So well, oh, really, IG. <laughs> IG. Well, yeah, because when I also when I got into Warhammer about round third edition, all the fans know now. Oh, fans. Yeah. Probably about four people. <laughs> no. And we was yeah, Imperial Guard. Yeah, yeah. And then when I came back to it, because I know it changed about was it fifth edition or sixth edition, I think. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. I, similar sort of trajectory, it sounds like, is I I started shortly after the transition into third edition. In, in which everything was still but metal models. Yeah, I remember when the the, the Katachin plastic box oh, set came out, and which, that was like the first big. Which thing. was it's just still in production now. Just still in production. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you only get what ten models versus I think the original one you got twenty. Yeah, you got more. But yeah, I mean that, that was back in the days when you you had was at least four or five regiments. You had Talar and the Valhallans, the Mordian mm-hmm. Iron Guard, yeah. the Metal Cadians. And then the Katachin. Did you have Krieg then as well? Or was Krieg not a thing yet? I think I think Krieg came out sometime during fourth edition. I'm not sure, oh, okay. I'm sure when that came, but I do remember that was like a Forge World thing that oh, okay. was always like you'd, you'd wistfully Once you know, look at it and <laughs> you're in primary or early secondary school and you, you looked at your piggy bank and realized there's no way... <laughs> in, no way in heck you're ever going to be able to afford a, a one of them, let alone the whole the whole crew. But then, yeah, so then, and then I guess seeing it sort of carry along, I likewise, once I got to university, lost and didn't have as much time and sort mm. of priorities shifted. And that was sort of a year and a half into fifth edition, I guess. Right. So by the, t- by the time we came, I came back, which was, again, a similar story, unfortunately, for a lot of people and that it took so long and it took a, a pandemic to get back into the hobby. <laughs> but it was one of those things. They sat, sat at home wondering, okay, well, what are we going to well, do next? Oh, I can just sit here yeah. and just paint models. Precisely. <laughs> and then you're going to like, what the hell? It's Astra Militarum? What's this shit? Yeah, like, <laughs> I appreciate that it's Pig Latin, but if you're going to do that, you're probably... <laughs> literally the stars of the soldiers. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> IG all the way. Okay, right. Yeah. But that actually leads on to the good point of saying, like, obviously, like you said, because yeah, I was the same with you. I was the same. Mine's the same story, and everybody knows this from when I introduced this podcast, like how I got into Warhammer. Like, I mean, I was introduced. I was actually introduced by my grandma, and because her mm. her friend's grand her son as well was into Warhammer. He's like, oh, let's okay. go to the shop, and obviously, then bought first Space Marines, you know, Star Kit, blah blah blah. Yeah. And yeah, I I subsided when I went to like college, uni, and then. Like I came back to it and actually I did, I started it again, right at, right at the end of seventh. And like, when I went to the Warhammer in, in Chester, like, I'll oh, just wait for eight. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, fine. And then obviously that's when I was shifting through all my models and my orcs and getting all my orcs out and stuff right. like that. And we painted them because they were painted by, because well, they, they had the paint job of a 14 year old. So I yeah. was like, yeah, let's just repaint these. Yeah, the same thing. Uh, I got back in eighth. I think eighth was great. And then obviously then we'll go from there. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about me. We're talking about you and what oh. you think about the Imperial Guard, which brings on to the next question is you're talking about the death creep for instance because obviously they've got new models but how do right. you think in exact for all the new models that are coming out for the actual mm. new sort of release what do you think about them so for instance like yeah the death creek for the kill team the new riders the kazakin as well and what yeah. do you think about like you know or new sort of characters like ursula the new sculpts yeah. character yeah i mean and to be honest i think it's a really positive step i guess the the thing that would initially drew me into the Imperial Guard was one I liked sort of historic, more of the historical leaning aesthetic of the, of the models. And it's not that I didn't like the fantasy aspect, but I know something about, I, I collected Valhallans early on oh, right. and still have a bunch of Valhallans back in Vermont. And so like the fact they looked like World War II Russians 
really got me, <laughs> really got me jazzed about it. And I think the thing with with that sort of catchin plastic set and that the the Cadian plastic set that we've sort of had for a while, they didn't look. I don't know they, they looked a little bit chunky to me. They didn't look as as nice. And then obviously the, those early Perry miniatures that the Perry brothers sculpted, if I understand correctly, the the early metal ranges. And they always people always talk. They have huge hands, huge heads, and huge feet. <laughs> so like the proportions are a little bit weird, but the bottle and the models still look great. And so yeah. then they went into the you know the I think they lost some of that heroic scale charm with the, with the new with that sort of the plastic sets we've had up to this time. Mm. So now with the revamp, the new Cadians that are coming out, and then as you said, the Death Course Krieg plastic kill team, I think it's one really great, you're making those models accessible mm. to a lower price point. And two, I think the sculpts look look really good. I mean, I think they they bring it back to that sort of more historical, more you know, realistic mm. portion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think it's also it is sad to see Yark, for example, go as a oh, as yeah. a character and you know, as a guy who's been around from second edition or whatever. Oh, God, but yeah. At the same time, it's it is time for new blood. Oh, I did like Yark. Yeah. I am, I am sad about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Gasco got his way then, I guess. No, I mean, well, that's, I think, that the funny thing, too, that people are saying is that the orc players are the ones that are the most uh, upset about yep. the whole, the whole yeah. thing. I don't care. I mean, I don't yeah. care. I think it's hilarious. But, I mean, we'll we'll see how, once we actually have the codex yeah, in your hand, whether, whether there's any sort of write-up, because there's at least enough backlash that it looks like Games Workshop has come out and made some sort of, you know, enigmatic, un, they haven't fully confirmed that he's yeah. dead, or they're yeah. just like, we're not, you know, we're yeah. leaving basically like oh we'll leave it open so just in case we can bring him back <laughs> yeah. but i mean i think you also made a good point in terms of bringing up ursula mm. one of the i think the things that for you know especially for imperial factions but in the imperial guard like for forever the lore has been that you have mixed gender units yes and i mean ever since like the, the kephas kane novels they've really sort of highlighted that you can have mm. female female officers and female troopers and so actually having female a female character from the imperial guard besides i guess they had the Selvina rain or, or the, the, the oh, female the commissar yeah she looked cool didn't she yeah which great model but didn't make it into the codex yeah and then you had on resin right, right <laughs> but yeah and then you didn't have anyone else so like one actually having a, a what one would hope is a strong female special character to use and then it looks like in the new katie and sculpts you can actually the, they have female heads and oh, okay. um, right. I think it, they also did a good job with the sculpting in terms of like, I, I know you've talked on the podcast before about the over-sexualization of fantasy and wargaming models mm -hmm. when they concern yeah, female troopers. And so a simple head swap, I think, is a great yeah. a great option because they're like, well, body build, they'll probably be the same when somebody same. puts on flak armor, flak armor works. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't want to create a bullet trap in the middle of your chest with exactly. some sort of, you know, corset thing. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, I oh, think it, it looks good. It really, yeah, that really, that really gets my hackles up, that does. And the fact is that, and I've had, I'm sure I've discussed, I, like you said, I've brought up many times before, I'm sure in most of my episodes and somewhere or another, where it's like, yeah, where are the other female models? Where are more female? Oh, and yeah, yeah, not, like you say, like sexualized and stuff like that. Because like, I mean, Amber, I'm sure you've talked to her, she, she, she says the exact same thing. That's why she likes her Harlequins. Because mm. they're all the same. They look exactly the same, male or female, but, you know. And it's good that, because that's another thing, is the upgrade for the Cadians, isn't it? Now there's, there's, there's the new upgrade for them. Right. 
and his female heads on those as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice those. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry it's too, too obviously put in there, but yes. No, 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 that's great. Actually, you know, full, full disclaimer, I suppose, up until the, this most recent box set, I still have uh, some metal models hanging around back in the in the US, but been playing third, you know, mm. using third uh, third party miniatures to stand in and yeah. imperial guard are really are really blessed in that case that there are quite a few companies out there either producing three 3d printable stls or in my case the war games atlantic grognards which come with male and female heads but it means that i've been sort of disconnected a little bit uh, hitherto with the, the minutiae of the some of the gw sets yeah the more of the warhammer sets but i mean I've seen your model. I mean, obviously, I've seen your models. And, you know, we play campaigns together. But I mean, all those models look fantastic. I mean, how to describe to the audience your 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 Imperial Guard <sighs> army is? It's it's an amazing army. It's it looks like a. I think you've kind of gone for. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of oh. gone for almost like a Napoleonic sort of sort of yeah. feel to it, sort of thing. But with obviously with like the the big sort of like fur sort of yeah. berets and uh, hats and stuff like that. It looks yeah. amazing. It looks absolutely fantastic. Do and... far too much honor <laughs> with that. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I know most of them are some most of them are third party models, but then it's Imperial Guard. I mean, I don't care. I mean, they're mm. they're they look like guards. They play like guards. Yeah. They are guards. I mean, I think that's one of the big things that again, starting in third edition that codex there's i think it's now become sort of an infamous sort of two page spread that had these sort of little illustrations of different regiments from oh, okay. around the from around the galaxy and it's the first time that the death Corps kree were sort of like they had a little illustration of what a, a trooper looked like with a great coat and the pickle mm. helm with a spike on it and the gas mask and they had the Salvor chem dogs and they had all these chem dogs yeah, yeah these yeah. other units or these other regiments that i think were supposed to be there for inspiration yeah and obviously back in the i think there's a you know we don't we don't get into the whole politics around games workshop as a business because it's as a business but there was yeah. more emphasis it seemed on taking the model ranges that they had and trying to convert them Mm. And they were the only people in the game. I, I, yeah, it sort of seemed at the time like they were the only people producing high quality yeah. miniatures. Where now there's so many companies that are doing that. Yep. Getting back to trying to be like, right, you know, th this is a fictional universe that has millions of millions of millions of worlds, each of them with their own individual culture mm -hmm. and and take. So you can then be much more creative in terms of creating I agree. your own thing. So yeah. dystopian Napoleonic armor <laughs> army is what's currently getting yeah. slaughtered on the battlefield by a bunch of sisters. <laughs> I would like to say there that I'm, I haven't actually won a game against you yet. Oh, yes, you have. Not with your guard, I haven't. Not with my sisters. I've got recorded on my campaign list. We've had five games and you've won every single one. We've <laughs> drawn at least some of them. We'll, okay, we'll have to... We'll have to... Go back and double check the <laughs> I think my Death Watch was a lot more. I think I still lost that game, but I think I did do a lot mm. better with my Death Watch. Well, you know, the old yeah. Space Marines. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, this might have been something that we sort of talked about before getting on, yeah. on here. That in terms of one of the things with those early bows is we were trying out sort of the rules that have been showing up in the data. Mm. Data sheet updates or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or the FAQs, I mean, yeah, like the Right, right. Whatever. And a lot of those are based on sort of people tournament lists and yep. people trying to create competitive play. And so this, yeah, the hammer of the emperor with the auto wound on a six. I think we played a couple of missions with that. And so in terms of something that I think has has sort of pushed the guard into a slightly something that I you know, I initially came to it because it was also a 
an army you shoveled a ton of people on in the beginning <laughs> of that, in the beginning of the game and then you shoveled a bunch of them off it, i don't know it sort of made the humble has got a lot more powerful <laughs> yeah yeah like i said you you played with the hammer of the emperor is hammer is that what's called the, the strategy the hammer I, of the... I think so it, whatever then yeah i mean i didn't mind it i mean i saw you did get a few more a few more sort of auto wounds but mm. to be fair i didn't really mind i didn't really mind but anyway enough about rules because yeah. you know rules can be broken <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so I think we should for the next sort of like five minutes or so we should focus on the new codex and obviously mm -hmm. by probably by this time this is out the codex will be out because obviously it's going to probably be out a week before this code this obviously comes out yeah but from what you've heard or what you've seen or what you probably maybe you've just maybe you've just not tried to look at anything i don't know but so what things are you wanting to look in the codex and like i said what things would you like to see go or change do you think in the new codex i mean I, yeah I, i've sort of been of two minds in terms of trying to to, to see what's going on in the new one because <laughs> like with a movie trailers too if it's something that i really want to see i don't want it to get spoiled at the same right. time i haven't been able to completely contain myself and so from <laughs> what i understand you know I, I like the fact that they've changed like I've liked the fact they've moved from being their fixed regiments that you can only choose those six options or or whatever the, the current number is and then that's that's it to something that's more flexible and i think again that the majority of my sort of early playing days were you know when it when it transitioned into fourth edition fourth edition is when they first introduced those sort of regimental doctrines oh, okay. Okay. and i think at the time you could pick up to five different things but it enabled you to despite having sort of uniform army list, create individual play styles and add more uh, individual individuality into yeah. that game. And so I think it's nice to see sort of a return in some capacity to that same level mm. of flexibility that fits, you know, that, that allows you to create sort of a, a more of a narrative play, something that, that fits whatever the culture or whatever the, the background of the mm. army that you're, yeah, you're fitting. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm ex really excited about Rough Riders coming back. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, Rough Riders, yes. Potentially an ability to, you know, to field, you know, whole armies of horses oh for, for light brigade charges. I kind of want to so see it, but, but I kind of don't want to see it. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, I guess, the other thing that we'll have to see is that if they've made them too powerful. I mean, that's the whole thing with the power creep yeah, in terms yeah, of codices, yeah. codices is that the... To be a, a true charge of the light brigade, most of them have to die. Yeah. So yeah. if they're too powerful. Sorry, Leagues of Our Sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, trigger warning. <laughs> I would love to see it. I'd love to see all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the guard, the regiment thing sounds really good. They can include all kinds of different, you know, uh, regiments and ones. So, so mm. it's gonna happen, isn't it? It's gonna happen that regiments are gonna fight with long regiments and stuff like that. So yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that was always one of the big things also in the in the beginning. Like in those early codices, is that you'd take, you'd have collect people would create collections. They'd have two squads of Alhounds, a squad of Cadians, three squads of Talarn, and then they'd sort of throw and make a mix and match. Mm -hmm. And each of those units or, or squads had a different play style. So I think, yeah. from what it also sounds in terms of the Catechins, Cadians, and Krieg all having a slightly different data yeah. state in the in the codex, I think that's a yeah a positive thing. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, what things. What things you'd like to see change or, or go from the codex or the eighth edition mm. codex as it were what do you think you'd like to see from that perspective yeah i mean in terms of i, I guess i'm not always on the fence in terms of removing things okay. unless it's like absolutely broken <laughs> but in, in which case i'd sort of prefer i don't know 
I like the fact that the sort of Warhammer world is overgrown and really bloated. <laughs> and so that you can never sort of actually know the intricacies of every army list. Yep. That, I mean, to me, that's, I, I know that it annoys a lot of people. That to me, I, I actually sort of like that sort of okay. thing in nature. All right. I, that being said, it would be really wonderful to see a shift away from the big. Right, up to this point, it's been the big two regiments. And I'd say even even then, I mean, the vast majority of the characters are either Cadian or Catachan. Yeah, So true. it'd be wonderful to see Dexcorp's Krieg character yeah. or a Mordian or a Valhallen. That'd or, be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, we have these characters from the past. It'd be wonderful to, to yeah. see them. Or a Talons, like a desert, like desert-rated character. Absolutely. Cool. I did like the Talons. They were pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, they reminded of like, I think I guess they guessed on like obviously the desert the desert raiders aren't they the desert yeah. fighters aren't they yeah, probably kind of cool. That brings up another, another very like random aside, but just like, apropos of <laughs> our <laughs> our earlier conversation our earlier note that it's really wonderful to see gender diversity being represented. Mm-hmm. I think this within the last how do you even say within the last twelve months I've seen yep. a lot more diversity in terms of difference of skin tone being oh, represented yes. on human models definitely. Um, you can definitely tell that obviously work games workshop or warhammer yes i, I agree because surfing from third edition <laughs> yeah every space marine or every marine that didn't have a hammer on was a white male yeah, <laughs> will it's all basically place. i mean not even in my even in my in my regiments regiments not the same regiment i don't have any period yeah. but my space marines my death watch and my sisters even my sisters i make sure that like i i because you're gonna get them forever aren't you you're gonna get yeah. them from all kinds of places i mean even in the same world they're gonna you know i think that's it's a very good point it's a very good point that yeah i don't want to go too much into it too critical but yeah right. i agree i agree that it's great to see yeah like you said racial and obviously sexual diversity Right, mm. I I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think it's also. I mean, it, you know, it's it's supposed to be an inclusive hobby, and if mm. everyone's looking at it and can't see anything that they relate to, either because of the, their gender or their race, then yeah. Yeah. I guess that's why I went straight to orcs. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was a big green <laughs> yeah. muscle bound monster, no, or go. a little scrawny little grot. Yeah, that's probably me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I think at that point then, I think, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think those points, no, 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 I think those points are very, very, I think this, I think at this point, I think, yeah, I think we've discussed enough of the Imperial Guard and yes, I think I've blabbered long enough and I think you're, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I appreciate you sitting here on the chat along and chatting with me about silly games and yes, fantasy, sci-fi yeah. sort of craziness. Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, thank you for, for having, inviting me on and also, you know, long live hobbies that yeah, reignite our childhood nostalgia and get us off of screens, I suppose. <laughs> I agree with that. Yes. Thank you very much, Glenn. And obviously we'll go to the next part. All right, everyone. It's that time again on the episode where it's the quizzes with the misses where I quiz my beautiful, my amazing Amber on the 40k world. Obviously it's Imperial Guard. So if you don't know already, I ask Amber four questions. I show her a picture of a 40k miniature and this obviously instance it's imperial guard and some of the new models and she has to pick from three answers she has three lifelines that she can use at any point and yeah she has to guess which one is correct so what i do in the intro i give you the answers to these questions and you can obviously go and look at them and look at what they look like so you can see what we're looking at as it were or you can just obviously just listen along and then you know just go with it in order from question one, I'll give you the correct answer. So 
The first one we'll be looking at are the new Kazakin models. Second one will be the Atalan Rough Riders. The third will be the Rogal Dawn Battle Tank. And the last but not least will be Lord Castellian Ursula Creed. So next part will be the quiz itself. It's that time. It's the quizzes with the misses. So if people already know or don't know, I quiz my misses, who is the most wonderful, beautiful and amazing Amber, who is here. Hi, Amber. Hi. How are you? Yay. Yeah, you love doing these quizzes. So if people don't already know, let's quickly run down what we do. I ask Amber several questions, four questions. There's three possible answers. One is correct. You have lifelines. And yeah, that's basically it. And obviously the subject for today is Imperial Guard, because obviously this episode is all about Imperial Guard. As we always do, we ask Amber the subject. So what do you know about Imperial Guard? Or as we don't like to say, Astra Militarium. Why don't you like to say that? Because it's the it's the new name for what they, they give Imperial Guard. Oh, okay. Don't know why, but whatever. I really know much other than they're just the human soldier type people. Yeah. And that's yeah. it, really. That's basically it, yeah. So they're just basically the average man, Joe, or woman, Jane, and obviously they're just trained and then sent out to different kind of worlds and then, yeah. Yeah, like it's not something I'd probably put on the offset. Like if I, maybe if I read about them, I'd have a different perception, but they're, they're not the kind of things I look at and be like, oh, I'd want to play those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe because it, it on like first account, they look kind of standard soldiers, so it probably wouldn't be what I'd pick. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Right. So shall we get straight into it? Mm-hmm. Do this thing. So got pictures for you for you to look at. Okay. And obviously, as usual, we want your we want your amazing description of them. So first ones. Oh, also, all these models are from the new range. So okay. these are all Imperial Guard that are coming out with the new codex, etc. So originals. So there are. They're not like new, brand new units. Okay. I think this kind of just reiterates what I've said. They're just <laughs> kind of like almost like unbuffed space marines <laughs> so they've kind of got like armor and stuff but obviously they're just like small human versions they haven't had their steroids yet nope. so yeah just kind of like how you'd imagine soldiers in 40k is pretty much these models i haven't really got a, a silly description <laughs> for them really because they're they're quite self-explanatory do they kind of look like stormtroopers do you yeah a little bit <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> yeah like like warhammer stormtroopers yeah basically watch out Disney will get you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But who are... Oh, yeah, I know. So there's another one where it's, it's a closer model of it. Oh, yeah, lovely. A closer, closer look of one. Oh, cool. A lot of edge, a uh, lot of highlight in here. Yeah, I think so. But... <laughs> a bit heavy, actually, on the highlight. But we're not here to judge paint. Judge, so. judge paint. Go on. It could be a new episode. No, I'm shit at paint, so <laughs> <laughs> let's not judge other people. <laughs> but who are they? So the entire squad, not just one. So are they A... Are they Crusaders? Mm. Are they B, Kazakhan? Mm. Or are they C, Scions? I've heard of Crusaders, but I feel like that's something else. Kazakhan. I've heard of Kazakhan too. But the thing is, you'll throw stuff in <laughs> that I've heard of, and I'll go, oh, that, because I've heard of it. <laughs> no, I'd never do Scions that sound like a Necron. Yeah, yeah, they do, but don't they? Yeah. B or B? Or B. Uh-oh, B. We'll go A. A, Crusaders. Is that your final choice? Yeah. It's incorrect. Oh, what was it? They are Kazakhin. Oh, they are Kazakhin. They are Kazakhin. Oh. So Kazakhin are sort of like the special forces of the Imperial Guard. And they're kind of like, they're more trained than the, the general like guardmen mm. or guardswoman. 
as it should say. But they've got hotshot las guns, they've got powerful las guns, they get better equipment. So they've got like carapace armor on instead of like normal flak armor. And yeah, Kazakin. They used to have models in third edition when they came out. So I always say third edition because that's the one I was. But I remember when they came out and they were all metal models and they looked really, they basically looked like that. Mm. But they, they, yeah, they looked really cool. And they were dubbed stormtroopers as well because obviously they, they can jump down and stuff and from like their planes and stuff or their valkyries and stuff yeah they're pretty cool so basically they're like elite imperial guards, okay. so the other two were what what are crusaders are? so crusaders you've heard of those crusaders because i have crusaders up there for the um, sisters of battle okay they're the ones with the shields and power swords and then like in the carapace armors too but um, they're like humans with swords and shields oh okay yeah and Scions. Scions are actually another Imperial Guard regiment. Okay. Or add-on. So you've got Tempestor Scions, which are basically the same as, like, Kazakin, but they normally are, like, I don't know, they're a little bit different. I they're kind of the same, but, like, they have better armor, they have Carapace armor, uh, but you can have a whole army of Tempest Scions, or you, okay. have, or you can have a little detachment, when these are just actually, like, a, a unit. Yeah. Okay, so the next one. Okay. This lovely chap. Oh, sorry, I meant to describe. There's a horsey. There's a horsey. He's quite pretty, but his tail's tied up. Yeah. Aww. And he's got armor on, so he looks all majestic and cool. And he's got like like a grater on his eyes, so you know you can really see through that. <laughs> then the guy, like, I can't work out if he looks a bit like he's. I don't know. I'm trying to word it in a way that isn't like really bad. Mongolian. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Well, I was. I was going. I was going to say Himalayan for some reason. Don't know why. Don't know why. Yeah. But yeah, it just kind of got that aesthetic sort of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But what is he? No idea. Is he a an Atalan Rough Rider? It's definitely called Dave. It's good Dave. The horse or him? Both. <laughs> Dave and Dave. Is he a Mordian mounted guard? Oh. Or is he a Talion Lancer? Talion Tal say that again. Talon Lancer. Oh, okay, for it's Italian. I was like, oh that sounds fancy. Talion Lancer. That was a bit posh. Oh. Oh, I'm Lance. That? I'm Lance the Talion Lancer. Yeah. Oh, see, we create some great characters. <laughs> Mordian Mounted Guard. That sounds cool. I'd like to be a Mordian Mounted Guard. Yeah. Till Attil Attilian or Attilian. I think it's Attilian. Attilian Rough Rider. Rough Rider sounds a bit dodge. <laughs> Rough Rider sounds a bit dodgy. So it could be that because it's Warhammer, remember? Yeah, but then if it sounds shit, it could be Warhammer as well. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Rough Rider sounds a bit shit. Yeah. So it probably is that. Oh, okay. Where I would like to think it's Mordian Mounted Guard. I don't know why, but Mordian sounds too much like Mordor, which you'd probably do because of watching like Lord of the Rings. Maybe. Talon Lancer just sounds like a Ponzi thing. <laughs> it's going to be that one, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you never give anything away either. Um, I'm going with Mordian Mounted Guard just because I think it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Mordian Mountain Guard is incorrect. Go on, what is it? It is A. It's the Italian Rough Rider. I told you. I'm picking from principle of what I would like it yeah. to be called. Well, the Rough Riders, they were a thing, but then they got the legendary set section. But now they bring them back. So obviously that's a new a new model of the Italian uh, the Italian. Italian? What? Italian. Oh come on. Just the Rough Riders, for <laughs> God's sake. So yeah, the Rough Riders, so they're actually gonna be really good. At the moment, 
all the information at the moment. So like, I should... <laughs> well, I hope Glenn gets them so I can rename Well, he already them. has them. Okay, well, I hope he gets the new ones. Yeah, he is looking at them going, oh, these two are made up. I made these up. I like Mordian Mountains. B Mountain and C are made up. Well, Mordians are actually another regiment in the Imperial Guard. Okay. So they normally, they normally wear, like, really, really nice cut, like, almost like uniforms, like, really nice sort of, like, parade uniforms. Mm. But there's no, there's no such thing as a Mordian Mountain Guard. Did you think of that because of Mordor? No, I just thought of Mordian, and I thought, oh, how hard can I make it sound good? And I put Mountain oh. Guard. And then Talion Lancers, I just made something up again. Talion are the another regiment as well. Okay. So I just put Lancers at the end, so oh. sounds... I preferred yours. Well done. Fair enough, fair enough. Right, we're through. So now we're going to look at some tanky tanks. So there's, so there's two there. Obviously, it's the same tank, yes. Okay. So well, it's... it looks like a tank. Need I say more? <laughs> Just think, tank, three little heads popping out. Phrasing. <laughs> Why do you have to be rude? <laughs> yeah, just bits and bobs. It's green, has Warhammer. Warhammer. <gasps> Warhammer. Warhammer. Oh, that's cool. That could be a thing. Warhammer symbols on it. 40k symbols. Yeah. There you go. Bish bash bosh. Bish bash bosh. There's what is it? Tank. Is it A, a Baneblade battle tank? Bane blade. Yeah. Sounds like something on like Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> is it B a lemon rush battle tank? A lemon rush. Oh or a lemon. It should be a lemon rush battle tank. Lemon. <laughs> was it C a Rogal Dawn battle tank? Oh, they're all brilliant. They're all brilliant. Um, Good job, TW. Bane blade has got that can't surely. Surely it can't be. Lemon lemon lemon. A Lehman Russ. We'll go see. See, we're all done. Yeah. Why? Dunno. Dunno. The Lehman Lemon thing's too confusing. <laughs> Baneblade makes me think of Beyblade and makes me think of like the little the little, little spinny, spinny Yeah, thing. spinny things. So if it's those, I'll just cry. We'll see is correct actually. Ah uh, yeah. It's actually the new tank that's just coming out with the release. Because actually all these tanks are actually from the Imperial Guard. Okay. The Baneblade is a huge, massive monster monster one. They've called something Baneblade. Yep. Oh my god! The Lehman Ross is is like almost like the go-to tank for the Imperial Guard. It's like the one that you probably see all the time. And then now the Rogal Dawn. It's kind of like the Lehman Ross is like the smaller tank. The Rogal Dawn is like the medium tank now. And then the Baneblade is going to be like the huge one. So that's kind of like a medium-sized, middle-sized one. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's new. That is the Lehman Ross and the Rogal Dawn are both named after Primarchs. So Rogal Dawn being the uh, Primarch of the Imperial Fists, oh. and Lehman Ross is the Primarch of the Space Wolves. Oh. Well done. Yay. Yay. Last one. Yes. So it's a character, but who are they? Do you want to describe them for us? So it's a guy that looks like, well, we'll start with, he's standing on some rubble and a helmet and some metal sticking out of the ground. Doing the classic one foot on a stone stance. <laughs> he looks like a combination of, he's come from assassin's creed with his jacket mm -hmm. a long jacket also looks a bit like keith sutherland who who's that so you know the guy the main vampire in the lost boys with the blonde hair oh yeah obviously him older he looks a bit like him <laughs> so that's all i can see really he's got his fancy green skirt two pistols yes yep in front of him, let's hope he's got those on safety because if they fired, that could be quite dangerous. He's is that Creed? He's got written all across his chest. Yep. And then he's got his big long jacket and then these big collars. You know, like big white shirt collars, but they're silver. He's loving life. Yeah. He's got even got shoulder pads. Yeah. 
And then his weapons, I can't see if that's a sword. It's a power sword. Power sword and this little... It'd be like a command rod or something. There you go. And then behind him, he's got a lovely golden post. Yeah, it's like a banner or something. Banner or something with media on. A skull, because, you know, Warhammer love a skull and some yeah. wings. Skull yeah. wings. It's big old Keith of Sutherland. Can I, can I tell you that it's actually a woman? Well, they didn't make her look very fat. <laughs> Sorry, lovely lady. Do you think it looks like uh, the Trunchbull off Matilda? Oh my god, yeah! <laughs> Keeper Sutherland and Mr. Trunchbull from Matilda had a baby, and this is what they produced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people said that they look like Trunchbull off Matilda. I mean, well, if you think about it, they're not going to be, you know, like our sisters are all like pristine and beautiful, and yeah. like, oh, look, we're so lovely with our cut special hair cut special hair. like they Dead really if they're gonna be in battle they're gonna be basically big, yeah. big yeah woman yeah sorry i feel really offensive now no well sisters are the same obviously because they were in power armor though aren't they so obviously they can be a little bit more i guess a bit more yeah but they accentuate the, her, their chest and oh, of the small waist yeah of course, the time. of course i mean even looking at like you've got an art piece above your desk and yeah even that like she's standing all like anime-ish like oh, yeah. look, my legs are really split apart and i'm pushing my Butt breasts out. down and my bun out anyway Sorry, I feel no, no, I've offended people. No, no, not at all, not at all. I'm just saying what you see. If you see yeah. it, no, no, say it. No, sorry. I agree, and that's why I don't like sisters being like portrayed as that. Yeah, sorry, lady. You okay. look beautiful in your lovely jacket. But who is she? Okay, go on. Is she A, General Militant Katra Jackson? Katra Jackson. Or is she B, Commander General Serena Rain? Ursula Creed. <laughs> or is she Lord Castellian Ursula Creed? Ursula Creed. That sounds too... It's got Creed written on. I feel like that's a, that's a trick. Mm. I'm going B. B? Commander General Serena... Serena Rain. I feel that's wrong now that you've stumbled it, but sure. I can't really pronounce it really. I knew them really. B? Yeah. Going B? Yeah. Da -da -da -da. It's incorrect. What is it? It's C. It's Lord Castellian Ursula Creed. Mm. Mm. She is actually the, obviously Lord Castellian is like the highest rank in the Imperial Guard. So basically she she runs the entire force of basically the Imperial Guard army or mm. certainly the Cadians. Ursula Creed is actually the daughter of Lord Creed who is con gone missing in action. Who's actually the prisoner of, what's his face, the Necron, Trezan, the, the Infinite. Mm. So yeah, and that's supposed to be, or supposedly that's supposed to be his old grey coat, and he's supposed to have two. His old model is that he's got two pistols in his in his in holsters as well. Okay. But yeah, so she's the new sort of like Lord Castellian of the Imperial Guard. So yeah, she's a new model, and she's she's going to come out with the Imperial Guard sort of new release. Well, she'd slice my head off for offending her, so I feel really <laughs> bad. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Oh, we got one out of one out of four. I'm out of practice. Oh, yeah, it has been a while. I do apologise. Yeah, you didn't use any lifelines as well. I didn't ask you really. I do apologise. Oh, that's all right. I forgot. Yeah. Oh well, it's fine. Yeah, you got the you got. Oh no, you got the, the tank right, didn't you? you? Got the tank. Yeah. The roggle. The roggle. To be fair, like before, obviously you used to play with um used to play before you started playing with Glenn. Mm. Like you'd never really mentioned these that much anyway. So I guess it's the probably one of the ones that I know the least about. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm pretty much the same really. It's fine. I don't mind. Hmm. Well, yeah, well done anyway. And obviously, as usual, thank you for being on the podcast and being part of the Quiz of the Mezzes, because obviously it can't be. 
<laughs> like you. I mean, I would be a bit upset if you're quizzing someone on another well, misses. Well, exactly. That's I'll be upset. I'll be upset. <laughs> I'll be like, who is this person? <laughs> uh, well, thank you anyway. So, yeah, we'll wrap it up. And obviously, this is now episode 34 of the podcast, Me, Myself, 40K. And yeah, that's it, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from you. Bye. See you next time on Me, Myself, and 40K.